I was uh, disappointed that we missed our our time earlier this week. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, man. You you've been holding strange hours lately. You had a, a VR an event in, in VR that you did this morning. How did that go? Yeah, so it, it actually wasn't an entire event in VR. It was a conference, an, an online conference, a virtual conference called Prow Product Growth uh, Conference. It was a lot of fun. It's it supposed to be in person in Romania, but of course, you know, no conferences are really happening in 2020. So they switched to a, a virtual conference and I took that virtual conference idea you know, as far as I could and I appeared as a virtual avatar in a virtual space in the virtual conference. So most attendees were or all attendees were just watching on a 2D screen, but I was able to present my my presentation, my, my talk in a 3D environment in a sort of a, a house, a penthouse. And I was in the lounge room and I was able to sort of carry the camera around with me and draw shapes in midair uh, to describe some of my points. Wow. And, you know, we'd, we'd draw something over here, we'd draw something over there and sort of spatially map out these ideas in, in different parts of the lounge room. Lots of fun. Now, the, the event organizer is a friend of mine. I asked her about it and she said that it all went really well. I got some great feedback from the audience. Oh, I'm curious for, like you said, it was fun. Anything, anything else you'd add in terms of what the experience was like for you as a presenter? I mean, I think that the biggest challenge with virtual events is not yeah. getting feedback from the audience. Ah, hundred percent patient. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like when I, when I'm speaking, I am always looking for you know eyes glazing over or are people yawning and what time of day is it and have have people been drinking lots of coffee in in the hall before they came in and are people engaged? Uh, are people sort of putting their hands up and asking questions mid talk? I always like that, and so. You know, as a as a presenter in these virtual conferences, if you're lucky, you get like a Brady Bunch view or some sort of yeah. view of the attendees, but that rarely happens. And and so I was sort of talking to myself. So what I'm what I'm curious about, we're probably sticking primarily virtual in the WordPress ecosystem for at least another year. Right. That seems to be the trend at this point. You've experimented with a few things. I've experimented with a few things. We've done a few things together. What are your thoughts now on like perhaps where some of the, well, so let's talk about that problem for a moment. Like, is that a show stopping problem? Like you as a presenter, you've had enough experience where maybe you can power through that and just sort of imagine people are there, but that, that's pretty hard. Like, is there opportunity mm -hmm. you think to make that better? We saw a little bit of that in hubs, right? Where you can sort of get a sense of who's there in the room. Where do you think the opportunities are to make that I guess it's trying to, well, I guess there's twofold, right? How do we make the best of the current situation? And then how do we actually improve on it further, right? Like there's an opportunity here. It feels like to make some of this stuff more accessible, which is what I get excited about in WordPress broadly. So this particular event used a platform called Hopin, which okay. yep. have you heard of that one? I, I have. I've, I've exp I haven't organized anything in it, but I've experienced it as a guest Right. It's, I'm told it's becoming the Zoom of online conferences and some of the advantages 
of it is that you can do all sorts of things like schedule one-on-ones. There's mm. it sort of embraces this these concepts of hallway tracks and various different ideas. You can you can do that Zoom view with attendees and it, yeah. it, it works really nicely. So I think that style of thing could definitely be integrated into WordPress events in the future. Um, it's really just a video platform built for conferences. So I'd en- encourage people to check that one out. H-O-P-I-N, hopin.2, I think, T-O. And in addition to that, lots of people are starting to use OBS and starting to, mm-hmm. this is new tech that people are having to sort of wrap their brains around, which allows you to stream not only your your desktop, but also you know you can put a camera and you can arrange things. You might have your face in the corner, and you might have a little uh, you know bottom banner that shows your name and things coming up that way. So you know it makes everything a little bit more professional, if you know what I mean. OBS reminds me like a lot of WordPress. Actually, it's oh, open yeah. sourced. It's uh, it's 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 incredible, right? It's a bit of a gold standard at this point in broadcasting. With streaming is really where it's really taken off. Mm-hmm. It can be a little intimidating if you don't know what you're doing when you get into it. Mm-hmm. There is so much flexibility there that, at least in my experience, I, I got pretty heavy into it over the past month or so, and then ultimately decided to bail on it and switch to a proprietary platform to handle a, ser- a streaming project I was working on. Oh. But I. Done like I'm excited to go back to it. Like it's, I feel like it's got so much potential. Yeah, it's it is like WordPress in that you can basically do anything you want with it. But there is a bit of a learning curve for the basics, though. It's pretty easy. That's great. So, just to kind of put a cap on the events thing, as you think, let, let's imagine a year from now, right? Like we probably haven't had a major WordCamp yet. Yeah, uh, maybe some meetups are getting back to in person. We can either, I guess, yeah. Where do you think some of the opportunity is? Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about this broadly within the WooCommerce world. What can we do? I'd, I'd like to explore this idea of bringing more, like, drawing from the world of sports and gaming. And what, how do you make, how do you make some like lot better live experiences? What about in WordPress though? Like, what are you thinking about? I'd like to think that we could still meet in person locally. You know, often WordCamps, we think of them as people flying from all over the world to Mm. attend a particular location. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but I've been to various meetups now. And in fact, meetups in my area are becoming more and more common, especially as people feel like they can't travel to events and, and making those local connections is helpful. So perhaps a year from now, we've got things under control, you know, in most of the world where we can still hold local events. But as for these larger sort of global WordCamp events, what happens with State of the Word, you know, in 2020? What do we do with that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tougher question. I think we're going to just continue on this virtual conference path. I don't think it's going all into virtual reality or anything like that, not anytime soon. It's just something fun to play with for me. But I think we're going to see more and more innovation in this space. We'll see... Uh, more people finding the right balance of features and complexity and things will will start to get used as consumers, as attendees will start to get used to this style of conference more. Awesome. Don't you think so? What do you think? 
I'm not sure. I, it seems I, I like think, a blonde answer from me. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just keep doing the same thing. It'll, it'll get better, right? Like, yeah. on the one hand, and part of, like, I bring it up because uh, there's going to be continual progress because so much of us are just affected by this, right? There's so much opportunity to innovate. There's been some fun little things that have come out. There's this one I was playing with the other day called Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> That's that's its name, and it's like m h m m m dot com, and it's this like what they could neat get little h m m dot com. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even remembering what it is exactly, but you can Google it and mm-hmm. or Bing it. Is that a thing anymore? Duck duck. Go. I know you don't. I don't like. Do you like? Do you like? Do you like to duck it? What do you? How do you say? Uh, well, I just I just say search it. I like to search for it. Okay, mm-hmm. search it. Got it. And it gives you the ability to very quickly set up these dynamic scenes with backdrops and move yourself around just super intuitive controls. And with virtual camera support, you can swap it in for, you know, use it in your zoom or in, in, uh, maybe I'm not sure if you could use it in FaceTime or not, but it just, it makes doing some pretty complex stuff that normally you'd reserve for like mastery of OBS a lot more accessible, which opens up a lot more opportunity for people to experiment and create things. So on the one hand, there's stuff that we just can't see that's going to happen, right? Things will come up. People will try things because so many more people are working on it. On the other hand, the question that I ask myself is like, where's the opportunity to, to innovate? In well, if you want to see where the innovation is happening, all you have to go do is go to Twitch where the live streams happen, you know, the gaming live streams that are constantly happening. There's some amazing innovation happening there and, and we can definitely learn some lessons in the online conference world. For example, there are games that have these Twitch integrations that allow Twitch participants to influence the game and yes, all sorts of different things, you know, and it's a, it's a really interesting approach. We also have to figure out the money side of things because so far sponsors have been really kind about this, but, you know, conferences really rely on sponsors and sponsors don't get as much value when the event is online, so... You know, that's going to be an interesting problem to solve as well. A lot of conferences have been giving away tickets for free because they feel like yeah. they're not providing the sort of value and they're not having to pay for the venue. And so this is whole this that whole sort of side of things I think is going to become something that changes. So you mentioned Twitch and gaming. So here's what I'm currently thinking about, right? So I've been doing this thing with WooCommerce Live for a couple of weeks now and, and prior, like going to the second season of that and pretty simple at the moment. I'm one of the things I'd like to explore, give me about a year or so from now, I'd like to explore doing like a 24 hour live stream event mm-hmm. where, and, and it's it jarring from what I've seen. No, <laughs> it's a plug for it, right? It, it's drawing from what I've seen just work really well in the world of gaming. I look at, follow some of my favorite games and I'm like, yeah, look, look how they do this. Like it, it makes a lot of sense. And there's things we can do easier. Some things that are harder and, it, I, there's this sense of community. Like it seems, it wouldn't seem obvious, right? I was thinking the other day, if I had an event coming up, cause I'm, I'm looking at an opportunity where there could be thousands of participants. And that on the one hand, it's like, okay, how do you, how do you handle Q and a, for instance, with thousands of participants? Yeah. Well, in the world of gaming, it's not a big deal. Like there's live chat. You can see all the stuff coming in. There's moderators in chat, making sure it stays clean. And no, you don't get to all of them, but there's also people talking to each other all throughout. There's a sense of community around that event. And it works really well. So I want to learn more from that, but 
at, we also just need to experiment and try some things. So I'm, I'm excited. I think there's a lot of opportunity to try things that we wouldn't otherwise try. And the opportunity on the other side of this is like, I see a future state where yes, we have like an in-person event and we also have a first class like live stream experience where people who decide to stay home feel included in it, where they, they feel like they're, they're a part of it just as much in a different way, but just as much because they had that choice of people who are there. Yep. We'll see what happens. You wanted to mention an article that Mark Urain wrote oh, a little while ago now. Mark is an amazing guy. He is one of the lead designers on the Gutenberg project and co-host of the Oh, what's that Gutenberg podcast called? Ooh, Changelog or something? Changelog, that's it. Yeah. Which is which is a great, great WordPress pod- podcast in my feed. Uh, he wrote about a year ago, is that fair? Around, around what? 11 months, give or take. <laughs> oh, okay. You've yeah, about, about a year ago. <laughs> it was December. December of last year, he, he wrote this piece called Disrupting WordPress. Right. And... This is sort of what was the impetus for the conversation, right? You, you're wondering, like, what is it? In the same way that Gutenberg has disrupted WordPress, you know, what is it that is going to be disrupting WordPress conferences? Is that where you're going with this? That's kind of that's kind of what I'm wondering. Like, it's 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 an inkling of an idea, right? Like, what's some of the the WordPress community is more important than ever. Right. Like we're, and, and for the most part, I feel like we've just sort of adapted. I've certainly seen that in the woo space where I'm hearing people who are saying like, yeah, this is actually better than in person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of like a first principles approach to like, why are we doing this? What are we actually here to create? Like, and I had the advantage of starting a bit from scratch in that regard. So I'm not as in tune to what's happening in the WordPress space more broadly, but super optimistic. There's a lot of really smart people working on that. Mm. It It's interesting like we could ask that question about events right now. Like what if we didn't go to virtual and. Yeah. What would happen? There'd be a, probably a really big gap. Like I. Well, we, we, I, well, that's the thing is though, though we do have events every day in WordPress and they are virtual events. They just don't include any video or audio. Right. On Slack. True. On that's Slack where we're always communicating in text that they, they count as events. Surely. That's a way of, of staying in, within the community, although it is really more geared for contributors and, and maintainers and people who are maybe more technically minded. So this has been a lot of fun talking about events. <laughs> We're almost at time. What I'd love to, we will maybe we get to it next time or not. I'd love to explore this question a little bit of what would have happened if Gutenberg hadn't happened. Okay. And I think there's some interesting ramifications that we could unpack. So maybe, maybe next time we'll see. Yeah. All right. See you then.